0: The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of Yeah it's that bad. My name is Joel. And I'm Martin. And this is a show that looks at supposedly bad movies and asks the question, is it really that bad? And what that boils down to is that we look at movies that are rotten on Rotten Tomatoes and we reevaluate that score. Does it really deserve to be that low? Tonight's movie is 2005's Mr. and Mrs. Smith, directed by Doug Lyman, starring Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, Vince Vaughn, Kerry Washington, and Adam Brody. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is a 2005 American romantic comedy action film. This film currently holds a 50 on Rotten Tomatoes. How about a plot synopsis?
1: John and Jane Smith are a normal married couple living a normal life in a normal suburb and working normal jobs. But in reality, John and Jane are both skilled assassins working for different firms, both the best in their field, each concealing their true profession from the other. When both are assigned to kill the same man, they encounter each other on the job and discover the truth. Both employers task one Smith to eliminate the other, and each must choose between their personal and professional lives.
0: Okay, so we recently ran a Waterworld fan fiction contest where the winner was allowed to pick whatever movie he or she desired, and the winner chose this. This is what he wanted us to see because he liked it. He hoped that we would possibly defend it for him. Martin, what is your history with this movie?
1: I already watched it. I've, I've seen it already.
0: I never saw it until today, and the only thing I knew about it was what I saw like in the trailers and the commercial. Like I knew the basic premise. That's about it. Let's go through the actors one by one, and we'll see how you thought they did. This movie has a lot of star power behind it. So, Brad Pitt, what do you think of him in general?
1: I like Brad Pitt. I think he's a very competent actor. I think he runs a pretty large gamut of different characters that he can play, which is pretty impressive. I mean, he's not just a good-looking guy. I, I think he has act, like some good acting merit.
0: Yeah, he's definitely a fun actor to watch. I enjoy seeing him in whatever movie he's in. He played this character really well. He did a, He was a very likable guy. Okay, uh Angelina Jolie. I'm trying to think how many of of her movies I've seen. I don't think I've seen that many in retrospect.
1: In comparison to Brad Pitt, I don't think that she's as good acting-wise. Well, I mean, think of a movie. Compare her, uh, my favorite Brad Pitt character is probably Tyler Durden. Compare her, like, best character for you.
0: I can't even think of, what, the the assassin from Wanted? I mean, that's pretty much all I can think of.
1: She did a lot of tomb raiding. I forgot
0: about that. She did a ton. (laughs) She she raided a ton of tombs. Wow! I can't believe I forgot <laughs> that. Whoa. Let's uh, pause for a second and talk about something interesting. It's uh, Brangelina. I, I I think we can't talk about this movie without discussing that, right? Well,
1: I can't go food shopping without running into Dude, it. Br- so.
0: Brangelina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So back in 2005, Brad Pitt was married to Jennifer Aniston. Right. And on the set of this movie, him and uh, Angelina Jolie, they they hit it off and right. had a little bit of an affair. Broke it off with Jennifer Aniston kicked her to the curb. And watching this movie, I, I, I totally, totally understand. I understand why that. Happened. Those two have a lot of chemistry. Absolutely, together. they really, they really kind of like sparkles. Those, those two. They did a great job. They did. All right. So pretty much, the the other big name guy in this movie is Vince Vaughn. What do you think of this guy? Vince
1: Vaughn in this movie played his. He was Vince Vaughn. He was Vince Vaughn. He was supporting best friend,
0: talking really fast. He was Fred Claus in this movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah, he was. He was Fred Claus, or he was. Let me discuss the brief history of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Screenwriter Simon Kinberg came up with the idea for the film after listening to a couple of his friends who were in therapy for their marriage. Kinberg noticed that the way they were describing it sounded aggressive and mercenary and he thought it would make an interesting template for a relationship inside of an action film. Other actors that were considered for Mr. Smith prior to Brad Pitt being contracted were Johnny Depp and Will Smith. What
1: do you think of that? Wow, this guy is not going to settle for anything less than (laughs) the top of the A-list.
0: I think this movie would have been a completely different thing if it was Will Smith. And Johnny Depp. Yeah, it would have been a completely different thing. Nicole Kidman was originally cast as Jane opposite Brad Pitt, but left the project. Other actresses considered as her replacement included Catherine Zeta-Jones, Kate Blanchett, Ava Green, and Gwen Stefani. I can't even picture that. Gwen Stefani? (laughs) She's on an actress. Has she been in a movie before? I have no clue. I know she's living on the spider webs, and I'll leave a message when I see her there, but... Whoa. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) that joke was bananas.
1: (laughs) B-A-N-N-A-N. All right,
0: enough. (laughs) Stop. In the interim, Brad Pitt also left the project but returned once Angelina Jolie was signed. On the original DVD version, during a commentary with the director, he mentions that he was not able to use as much sex and violence that he had originally filmed to meet the PG 13 rating. In 2007, a pilot for a spin off television series was made for the ABC network, set six months after the end of the film. It was written by Simon Kinberg and directed by Doug Lyman. Kinberg described the proposed TV series as married with children, with guns. The roles of John and Jane were played by Martin Henderson and Jordana Brewster. ABC did not commission the series. It's like 2012. They wanted to make a TV show. Right, right. That's kind of interesting. And finally, the film grossed approximately how much money worldwide?
1: Ooh. I'm going to go with around $125
0: Martin, you have completely lost your crown. Really? You were the reigning box office champ. You're done. The movie grossed approximately $478 million worldwide. Half a billion dollars? This was a smash hit. All right. before we even Get into this thing. I think it's important that we just lay out the premise. This is a high concept movie, and I think it's important that we lay this out.
1: I don't know if this is accurate or not, but to me, this movie is about a relationship and how it fails over a course due to people living separate and secret lives from each other, and it eventually blows up in their face.
0: And the the metaphor for this is that they're assassins. Yeah, their lives, and they're and they're killing other people,
1: but what they're really doing is killing their relationship.
0: Oh my God. Okay, moving on. This kind of reminds me of like True Lies, whereas both characters are Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Do you have any
1: idea what that looks like in my mind? <laughs> Just the hotel scene alone.
0: Oh, that's... <laughs> the wow, true lies hotel scene with two Arnold Schwarzenegger's. That's pretty sexy. I like it. All right, so let, let's just dissect this premise for a little bit, okay? So these two are... I, they're assassins, right? They're supposed <laughs> right, to be the right. best of the best of the best. Top of their game. In opposing, in opposing firms. So how is it that they can live with each other for six years and not figure out anything at all? You know what? I'm willing to give this movie as conceit. I'm willing to go along with the flow and say, all right, fine. They're assassins. They live together and somehow they don't know what. They're doing all right. So this movie starts off, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. They're in marriage counseling because they're in trouble. There's there's a gulf between them, and they're moving far apart from one another in their relationship. They met each other when they were down in Columbia. They and, were both
1: on some type of assignment related assignment.
0: Yeah, and then they met each other and they fell in love, and they had the, a whirlwind romance. And Brad Pitt decides to marry her after only dating her for like two months. Or, yeah, or, or we
1: whatever. only we only get to see like really one date. He takes her to Coney Island, and that's where they both allude that they're expert marks. Yeah, they're they're sniper level shooters.
0: Yeah, so we cut to five or six years in the future, as they jokingly say, and they both work for different assassin ass- firms in New York City. Brad Pitt, his firm is more like rough and tumble, just the guys. It's like dirty. They're I think their cover is like their they're
1: contractors or, or construction workers yeah. or, or
0: something. And Angelina is the complete opposite. Like, it's all women and it's super clean, modern, and slick. Yeah, and so to get the ball rolling, the both of them are hired to take out the same target. Right, right off the bat, I was like, all right, hold on. Let's say that I'm trying to do like a a political killing or something insane like that, right? Like I'm some shady millionaire who wants to kill somebody. Why would I hire two opposing firms to kill the same guy?
1: So that you increase the chances of you getting caught because you want to get caught.
0: I guess presumably the same guy hired two different firms to kill the same person where you'd think, I don't know about you, but my assassin firm that I hire, it's a there's a circle of trust. You you find one and you stick with them. Is that on your business cards?
1: Circle of trust. There's like two hands shaking.
0: <laughs> so the the target is Adam Brody. Is he related to Adrian Brody? God, I hope so.
1: I hope so, so much. I don't think so. They don't... <sighs> the nose is missing.
0: The target is Adam Brody. They're like in the desert. They're like in Baja, California or something. And uh, they're going to take him out. So Angelina, she set up this perimeter and she's going to snipe him or blow... Oh, no, she's going to blow him up. She's right? going to
1: blow him up. She has like this entire uh, like, laser very technical grid. grid. It's confusing to me because if she has like all these resources, she could have just shot like a sidewinder missile at him or something. Much easier than setting up all these explosives with a uh Yeah,
0: she's really around. taking a long way to kill this guy. Brad Pitt drives into the scene and he knocks over her a guidance laser grid, yeah. And he comes in and uh, he's more rough and tumble. Like he's got his sidewinder. Uh, before he does that, he the, the
1: Widowmaker. Yeah, he's got a piss all over the place before he shoots his missile off.
0: Brad Pitt's taking a piss and Angelina Jolie is watching him from a distance. She's like, "Who is this guy?" And she realizes that he's a, a professional assassin because
1: he pulls out an yeah, RPG or yeah, some, yeah. some type of S- missile launcher. Yeah,
0: his bazooka. And, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And she pulls out her sniper rifle and tries to kill him. So it's at this point where they both go home and they have, they have to figure out who the other person is. And then they do a little bit of detective work and they realize that it's their respective spouses. Now, now this is a problem I had with this movie right, right here.
1: What, that there's a universal assassin code where you're given 48 hours to locate who ID'd you or they'll kill you? I don't know. I, I feel like the Better Business Bureau of Assassins has like a rule where if you get ID'd, you have 48 hours to kill the person.
0: That just seemed like a, a meaningless addition of a ticking clock. To a story I didn't really need one Such a fast movie It didn't need something Pushing it even more Yeah and My problem with this scene Was that It makes sense How Brad Pitt figures out That it's Angelina Jolie That was trying to kill him He actually uses Detective work He finds a charred Piece of a computer He uses the computer To figure out Where it was bought And then he goes To the address Where it was delivered it And figures it, out that it's, it's, it's where His right. wife works And he's like Oh my god How she, The way Angelina Figures it out Is a
1: little bit more nebulous She researches. She essentially watches a video clip that she has taken of Brad Pitt as he's urinating, and she flips it back and forth and watches him shake his leg at the end. I think she figured it out from body language, but I don't feel like that would be enough. And
0: does Brad Pitt kick his leg out every time he urinates? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. At all. And she's just like figured it out. And I, I'm gonna say this: by this point, I'm fully invested. I, I'm having a good time. I'm like, all right, this is this is fun. Let's let's do it. Let's go with it's it. It's enjoyable, it's got laughs. It's definitely got a lot of action, and, and the action looks good. And th- now this is fun. They had this cat and mouse dinner scene where they think, think the they other know, person knows, but they're but not, they're not sure, positive. But they're, Brad Pitt is deathly afraid that his wife's going to kill him. <laughs> By poisoning, poisoning him. him. And like, this is good. This is good, great fun. This is the stuff we see, and it's like, wow, these two have a lot of chemistry. This is great.
1: The best part in that entire scene was like, I think the climax for that specific scene when he drops the bottle of wine to test her reflexes and she catches it. This is very funny. And they're like, alright, well I got gotta go grab something and they all like run out of the room and grab their guns that was that was fun then they have this really big shootout and he accidentally shoots her in the face i think was supposed to be like a metaphor for like you getting into a fight or suspecting somebody your your spouse of doing something wrong and you say something that you really didn't mean this
0: is deep stuff you're working on another level than me man you're (laughs) on a much higher level first the bees now this you're you're really you're really passing me by Let me ask you a question. Why would an assassin get married in the first place? I've been led to believe by years and years of of television and movies that they're supposed to be like loners. Yeah, like Lone Wolf. I wish I had a wife and a family. Yeah, that's usually like a big- I
1: I can't. I lived my life alone. (laughs) All I wanted was a child.
0: I can't get too close. Everything I love dies. Right? That's every assassin movie,
1: right? Yeah. And also there's someone who wants to be an assassin. You don't want this life. (laughs) You don't know what I had to give up. No, right? Isn't there always like you don't know what I had to give up for this life? Get out of here, kid! Get out of here, kid! <laughs> I've never loved anyone. You can't melt my heart. Those are a lot of cliches, but in this in in this movie, it is clear Angelina Jolie does not want that. She they they give her a baby. She's like, ew, I don't want this. Yeah, you're right. You're infant. right.
0: You're right. She she doesn't want a domestic life. And either does Brad Pitt. It seems so. Why are they doing this? Doesn't make sense. The following sequences are are a lot of fun. I'm gonna. To give these guys a lot of credit because this is riveting. Like I, I was having a blast. I was laughing and cheering. It was a lot of fun. Like all, all like the little cat and mouse games that they did against each other. Like Brad Pitt goes to this construction site and he goes in an elevator. Angelina traps him and she she threatens to blow it up with him on it. And, and he like dares her. He's like Yeah, pff, you, you're not gonna do it. Do it. Come on,
1: chicken. And then no, you, well, she doesn't do it. Her like assistant does it. She's like What? You were taking forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and I, you can you can tell that she's actually kind of upset that she doesn't want to. Admit- that she has these emotions for him but yeah. but she doesn't. She runs over to see if he's okay and it shows that he was on a different elevator and switched the...
0: Yeah, he did the old switcheroo and he made it out. Then after that, immediately after this, they have like a scene where they they, they, they go to dinner together and they do a little like ballroom dancing and there's like...
1: There's a knife fight. Yeah, they have
0: these weapons and they're throwing them around and, and this is another one of those scenes where they're dancing together and I'm like, man, these two have great chemistry. I'd have cheated on Jennifer Addison too. <laughs> It's at this point where they have the the centerpiece moment of this movie, and as far as I'm concerned, this is the midpoint. This is it. This is where the whole movie hinges on whether or not it's a success or a failure. And it's the big, famous scene that we all saw in the trailers and the commercials, where they have that huge shootout fight in their their house.
1: Yeah, and it it was phenomenal. It was a ton of fun.
0: And, and this is just like you said. This is like the metaphor of like a husband and wife they're having a fight, but instead of just having a, like a an argument, they're having with guns and fist fights and stuff.
1: I'm gonna say it right now. Like it was it was a lot of fun. It's it's really interesting because like their old relationship, their old life is completely destroyed. Just like their house completely blows up. And then they start all over again when they finally get to that van.
0: You're putting a lot of deep meanings in metaphors. You've, you've cracked the code. Oh, really? Mr. <laughs> Smith.
1: There is one one weird scene in this movie, though. What did you think of R2-D2 dropping a bomb down the stairs?
0: Yeah, okay. All right. So a- after they, they, they fight and they get, they get all their aggression out and they kiss and they make up. Once again, the chemistry was sizzling. Uh, uh, apparently, somebody has put out a hit. On Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Somebody wants them dead. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, somebody put out a hit on them. And this squad of assassins descends upon the house. And they're all horrible. They're oh, yeah, really like, bad like a at A squad of very poorly trained assassins. So these, these guys all come in and they're firing and Brad Pitt and Angelina, they take them down, no problem. And then all of a sudden, something happens that completely shattered my suspension of disbelief. Like completely and totally took me out of this movie. They're, they go down to the basement. Brad Pitt has a secret stash of weapons down there. And a robot. Robot, an actual robot comes at the foot of the stairs and it's like holding... <laughs> yeah, it looks like the kind of robot that you would use to defuse a bomb. But so it's it goes, holding a bomb. Yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. It's so ironic. Inse- instead of defusing, it's it's detonating. It, it has... It's holding like a grenade in its hand or but something. It, but
1: a, a grenade it, with like weird LED lights yeah, on it. Yeah, a
0: very space age grenade and it, and it just drops it at the top of the stairs and then Brad Pitt and Angelina are like, oh my God! And, and they, they run out. Brad, Brad Pitt kicks it under
1: a giant tank that says
0: fuel. fuel. Like he has has his, his rocket pack fuel right, underneath, <laughs> right in his basement. And this bomb goes off and it completely obliterates... Their house, massive fireball. Nobody's around to see it, of course. Like their neighbors aren't there. This is it. Like this is the point of the movie where I think it takes a nose dive, right? Once the house is destroyed, that's it.
1: I feel like that's the climax of this movie. The resolve has already occurred. They're back together. Then I guess they're trying to like. At this point, they're trying to rebuild their relationship. So they're they're now in a van. Yeah, you're you're in like a
0: roadway chase. Yeah, it, it's it. Uh, what what is this? Like thirty minutes, 30, 40 minutes in. This For, is a, forty minutes in, and the movie has essentially ended.
1: Yeah, right? it's. It's given me a setup, it's given me a conflict, it's given me a climax and a resolve. And then there's just this hour long piece of fluff of, 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 of nothing that doesn't it, need to be there.
0: And it's amazing too, because like I was thinking back to everything that happened before this point and I was having a blast. I was thinking in my mind, I don't know about, about you, Martin, but I've gotten to the point in my life now that whenever I watch a movie, subconsciously, I'm always like rating it in my mind. Same here.
1: And I'm like, I'm like, how
0: do I feel about this? Am I having four. a time? This is a four. This is a five. Like I'm always doing that the now.
1: Whole, the, the whole time I was riding on a three.
0: Yeah. For me, I was giving I was going to give this a four. I was like, this is a four-star stuff. I'm having a blast. And then- I was running on
1: a solid three. I was having fun. It yeah, was interesting.
0: So a- after the house explodes, they have this really long protracted sequence when they're on a freeway and doing all this stuff. They're driving and they're shooting and they're blowing things up. And it's this big over-the-top action sequence. In my heart of hearts, I'm thinking to myself, I don't care about this anymore. No. I- I've completely lost interest in this. Because- Who cares what's going on here? And, and, and at the time, I was like, why is this happening to me? Is there something I did wrong? Like, what? What's going on? I like kind of remember saying, I don't care. Yeah. You don't care anymore. For the benefit of those who weren't in the room when Martin and I were watching this, during this very loud explosive sequence, (laughs) Martin lays his head down and goes to sleep. So I'm left to watch
1: this movie alone. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, I just, I lost interest in it so much so that I, I don't know. I just took a nap.
0: You didn't really miss anything. Nothing that happens after this has any bearing whatsoever on this movie. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with it, but you nailed it. It's like the conflict was already resolved. They solved it 45 minutes in. They're done. So they needed to tack on more to finish this off. So this would have made like a great hour long episode of a TV show or something, <laughs> right? It would have. Like an episode yeah. of Alias or something. Something like that. Yeah. So now we're left with this hour of pointless shooting and fighting. Which we have no interest in. There are no stakes anymore. Like who cares? There's no, they're not. They're not trying to kill each other anymore.
1: They're not trying to kill each other.
0: That was the they're, fun. That was the whole their point. Their
1: relationship of isn't on the line anymore. And so now I have nothing that I've put into this movie left. What essentially happened after the car chase scene? Like, <sighs> as you know, I checked out.
0: They have a, a series of action scenes, just one after the other, where they go and they find Adam Brody and they kidnap him to figure out what was going on. And he spills the beans as to what was going on, like why it is that there's a hit on Mr. and Mrs. Smith and his reason is just so stupid. Oh wait, I came in I think, like I was half awake came, at that point you, 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 res- you resumed consciousness? I resumed consciousness
1: like a little bit and he's like, he's like guys, you are the mark I was hired as yeah, so, bait and yeah. I'm like, and, and I remember thinking like wait, 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 Like hold both, on Both competing firms so, are working together yeah, to so, kill uh, both
0: of you? Yeah, okay, so let me get this straight. Somebody in one of the respective firms figured out that Mr. and Mrs. Smith were a couple You'd think they'd have figured this out a long time ago, or they would never figure it out at all because they're so secretive about everything that they do, right? Somehow I feel that Mr. and Mrs. Smith wouldn't be telling their co-workers the little intricate details about this, that, and the other.
1: Which firm do you think figured it out? Angelina's firm? Probably. Because Keith David was the head of that firm.
0: For some reason, they felt that this was bad for business. Why?
1: I don't know. It was working for the past five or six years. Yeah, it
0: was working fine. This is even more contrived than a married couple being assassins. Like, this is really stupid. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so this movie ends with a massive shootout sequence in a department store. At this point, they're completely reconciled, and whereas in the beginning, they were completely disjointed and at odds with each other, now they're working in perfect harmony, and they're taking out, like, a series of a bunch of assassins effortlessly without any problem at all. They're dodging bullets left and right. There's a scene where they slow-mo dodge a rocket that someone fires at them, and just like, this is just too much. So too wait, much. So do wait,
1: they, do they kill all the other assassins? Is that the end of this movie?
0: I guess that's what we're led to believe, that they completely wipe out both competing firms. Together. There's two things I want to say about this plot. One, if you have two competing assassin firms and they're both going after the same marks, wouldn't the two firms like fight each other to get the bounty? You would imagine so. That would have been cool, right? One assassin team arrives and another assassin team arrives and then they start shooting each other and then Mr. and Mrs. Smith like sneak out or they use the chaos to pick them off one by one. That'd have been really cool. Or what if they actually ended this movie to its logical conclusion and Mr. and Mrs. Smith killed each other or one of them killed the other. What do you think of that? Like they, bad Pitch just shoots her in the head. Sorry, baby. It's business.
1: How about they shoot each other in the head? They they destroy each other. Probably in like a realistic scenario.
0: What about a holistic scenario?
1: Um, Yeah. In, in a situation where people are eating <laughs> ginger roots and... Ginkgo biloba. Yeah, usually r- relationships where people hide things from each other and lie constantly don't work out. Yeah,
0: both of them end up worse than they would have. Been the- that would have been a good way to end the metaphor.
1: It would have been a realistic way to end the metaphor. One that I probably would have enjoyed better than this
0: Disney-esque <laughs> ending, right? Uh, uh, in an assassin movie. In a, yeah, well. Okay, well, all right. So that's that's pretty much it. I mean, that's they, they get away scot-free and then at the end it shows them at the marriage counselor and their their lives are better off than they were in the beginning. Before we dive into the uh, the critical mass here, let's, let's do a little bit of trivia, you know, lighten the mood. Were you aware that the script reportedly went through over 50 drafts? I did not know that, Joel. How do you feel about that? That sounds really expensive. That was the 50th version that we saw. <laughs> okay. Uh, the shot of the helicopter flying over Bogota at the start of the flashback sequence was originally used in clear and present danger. For its appearance in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, CGI was used to enhance it with burning buildings and someone sitting in the rear passenger seat of the chopper. That's kind of cool. And- uh, Uh, How about this? The original ending featured villains played by Jacqueline Bissett and Terrence Stamp. After this was dropped, a second ending was filmed with Angela Bassett and Keith David as the villains. This too was dropped when it was decided that the film did not need a final confrontation with the villains at all. How how do you think this movie would have been if it was that?
1: Worse. Worse for the wear. I liked it better without... Okay, so that was a good choice. Yes.
0: Okay, Martin, let's find out what the real critics had to say about this movie. Have we lost our minds and souls so completely to celebrity worship that drivel like Mr. and Mrs. Smith can thrive and prosper? Andrew Saris, New York Observer. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is an action comedy for suburban women that's as toothless as a newborn and nearly as stupid. Kyle Smith, New York Post.
1: Wow, New York Post is pretty sexist.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's rough. (laughs) Yeah. And finally, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie look like they had a terrific time making Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but I certainly didn't have a good time watching it. (laughs) Neither, I suspect, Well, many of you. Michael Wilmington, Chicago Tribune. Michael Wilmington was really wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 400 million plus. Yeah. All right, Martin. So this movie currently holds a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it really that bad?
1: You know, in the beginning of the movie, I was really enjoying myself. And then
0: if they had cut the movie
1: off at 45 minutes or 50 minutes, I would have enjoyed it because, I mean, essentially that was the movie. If you cut all the fluff out, yeah, it's enjoyable. But because there's an hour-long nothingness at the end of the movie. (laughs) It's a blast. Yeah, it's just like a void. Yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. I'm gonna give it a two out of five. I wouldn't recommend watching this to anybody.
0: Okay, as for me, is it really that bad? I'm gonna say 58% is pretty fair. Ron Tomatoes is correct on this one, I think. I was gonna give it a four. Like, the way it starts off, it is a lot of fun. I was really, really digging it. It was really cool. But then, like we said, after the house explodes, so did my interest in this movie. Like, it was just completely went downhill. Uh, I'm gonna go with a two. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. So, sorry, Justin from South Dakota. We, uh, we wanted a champion it, and we were at first, but it let us down. Yeah, it did. Especially the,
1: the second half of the movie. It was, like, very disappointing.
0: All right, so, Mar, we got a couple voicemails about this movie. I'll play them for you right now. To listen to your messages, press one.
1: Hi, this is Lena from Nebraska. Hey, guys. This is Shane from Oak Hill, Ohio. This is Chris from New Hampshire. Hi, this is Iggy Star from Detroit. Well, um, I saw this movie when it first came out in the movie theaters, and I even own it now, but honestly, I haven't really watched it all that much since I bought it, which tell you something. I read Mr. and Miss Smith when it first came out of and I thought it was pretty good.
0: I believe that this movie is the only movie that I'm completely devoid of any emotion regarding. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I don't think it's just okay. And the reason being is that FX chooses to play this movie at least 13 to 14 times a month. Basically, I guess I should start out by
1: saying I kind of like the premise. I think it's kind of a cool idea. Normal people who are also super assassins who don't know that they're married to another super assassin, whatever. I also like that when they find out that each other are super assassins, they try and kill the hell out of each other. Truly, really the most interesting thing about this movie is the fact that it's how Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie met, and the fact that it's also the reason why Brad Pitt is no longer with Jennifer Aniston. So when the paparazzi rumors and you know the celebrities' interpersonal life. Overshadow the movie. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing for that movie. It could have been just a generic Ashton slash romance film, not for a chemistry of Pitt and Jolie. They obviously had great chemistry in the film. I thought they both were funny, and as was Vince phone. The plot is imposterous, and really unoriginal, and the movie just ends. I thought it had some pretty cool action scenes. I would even consider Mr. and Mrs. Smith a great date movie because it has something for both women and men. It just shows you how important chemistry, because most movies based on similar plots are just plain terrible. I'm looking at you, Killers, with Ashton Kutcher and Catherine Heigl.
0: The movie, I guess it made a little bit of money, but I don't understand why they repeatedly run the movie over and over again. I guess it's a perfectly serviceable movie, but it, it, it just gives me the gore feelings.
1: So I don't know if it's really that bad, but it's also not that great either. But then along comes the third act and just takes a giant, deeming duke all over everything in sight. Who in the world designs a remote-controlled robot whose sole purpose is to drop a grenade down the stairs and then become
0: obliterated?
1: Who does that? Whose idea was that? Both
0: in the movie world and
1: in the writing of the script. I wanna fight that man. I wanna fight him in a duel to the death out in the street somewhere in a very public place so everyone can see it. I don't know where dueling is legal. There's probably still state dueling is legal, but that's what I'd like to do. I'm looking forward to the episode. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about this movie.
0: End of new messages. Okay, that was great. Thanks yeah, for those voicemails, guys. Thanks, guys. Let's read some listener mail. RJ writes in and says, You guys are crazy. I thought the last 20 minutes of The Wicker Man were hilarious, but the first hour was so boring. Crazy. You're crazy. Such a bad movie. Signed, RJ. I don't know. I rewatched the YouTube clips of this,
1: of uh, the Wicker Man, where they're strung all together, taken out of context. And it starts out with him going, get off the bike, get off the goddamn bike, and whips out a gun. That is really funny out of context. It's hilarious.
0: Not the bees, no!
1: You know, in context, it's really not very funny. It actually makes
0: sense. Okay, next up. Dudes, as always, love the podcast. Finally, some redemption for The Wicker Man. Like Martin said, by no means is this a great film, but I honestly didn't see why so many people hated it so much. Yes, there was some ridiculous situations, but I was entertained by it and shocked that Cage had so many scenes where he attacked women. (laughs) Not that I'm for this sort of violence, mind you, but it was truly unexpected and funny to see. I knew nothing about the film going in, so I was actually more surprised by the ending as opposed to Shutter Island, which I was able to figure out early on. Oh,
1: that's a good point. Wow, yeah, no, I actually agree with him.
0: I can't believe I'm comparing this film to Martin Scorsese, but there you have it. Poor Cage, what a way to go, from Alex. He brings up like a really interesting yeah, point. Yeah, that's a because- great point. Let's move on to the question of the week. The question of the week was, what's a movie that you like that is universally hated by everybody else. And we got some interesting responses here. Michelle writes in and says, I love, love, love Doom. Although whenever I admit it, I am prepared for all kinds of ridicule. Shannon says, I'm going to say the Dukes of Hazzard. I thought it was very funny and that Johnny Knoxville and Sean William Scott had great chemistry. The only weak link is Jessica Simpson. And she is in hardly anything for the majority of the film. Please don't judge me too harshly, guys. We got a response from Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! Batman writes in and says, Drive angry. Nick Cage haters everywhere look down on me for enjoying this movie but it's pretty awesome if Batman likes it that's gotta, that's, gotta that's, a, it. that's
1: a powerful endorsement
0: okay Al says a film I love that got an unfair universal bad rap is Michael Bay's The Island I thought and McGregor and Scarlett Johansson had fine chemistry the action was very exciting and the idea of creating a copy of yourself to take vital organs is a scary idea but could potentially happen it was very underrated and deserves a much better rating than 40% on Rotten Tomatoes it made you think and that never happens with a Bay film it's a shame that this was a bust. The little Dave says, "'I second your "'the island mention.'" I love that movie. I can understand Bay's fans hating it because there wasn't 4.7 explosions per minute and a real lack of MTV jump cuts, but the critics not liking it really surprised me. I think they just said another Michael Bay movie must suck without even watching it.
1: I mean, to be completely honest, I, I don't know about you, Joel, but I'm not a fan of the island
0: at I all. I dislike the island a lot, a lot. And, and I know for a fact, Kevin hates it even more than I do. We saw it together, and you hate it more than I do. I so I, that, that I don't like it. So, so it's just, so that's it's a, a chain of that's a chain of command. Of yeah, yeah. The first twenty-five minutes of the island is awesome, but then when the actual movie kicks in, it just completely falls off a cliff. Okay, trout fishing on Oahu says. Disliked films that I like? Last Man Standing. 37% Around Tomatoes. I do not understand why this film is rated so low. As an extremely creative retelling of Kurosawa's Yojimbo, it worked on every level. The acting is good, and it has an excellent cast. It's shot well, and there's no inexplicable scenes. And Alex says, Rampage. This movie gets an automatic bad rap because it's directed by Uwe Boll. I, for one, hate Uwe Boll, but I watched this on a dare, and guess what? I actually liked it despite my distaste for anything the director has put out before it. And I actually wanted to see how it ended. If you watch it, it doesn't feel like an Uwe Boll movie at all. It's hilarious and just what it's advertised to be. A fucking Rampage. I believe it has a 47% of Rotten Tomatoes, so it would qualify for a candidate for a review as well. Branchito Bandito says, Reign of fire every time i flip through the channels and see that movie is on i am stuck in front of the tv for 2 hours it's got its own tractor beam on me need to go to work go out with my wife give a eulogy at a funeral nope i'm watching rain of fire <laughs> all right listen i agree with him one i agree with him
1: 100% cuz there has been times where it's like i have to go do something and i'm flipping through if if rain of fire is on usa sorry mom i'm not coming out to dinner for your birthday tonight rain of fire is on usa what
0: about you i love this I, I saw it in the theaters. Same, and I, same here. I, I really it. like Rain of Fire. Nobody else does, but I, I like that movie a lot. I
1: yeah. didn't know that you loved Rain of Fire. I just, I just assumed you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just knowing you, just, just being your friend, I just guessed you liked that movie.
0: Anonymous writes in and says, "The Perfect Score, though not the best film in the world, it's pretty entertaining. Plus, you get to see ScarJo looking pretty cute." Well, anonymous, you really confused me because I thought The Perfect Score was the score starring Edward Norton, but it's apparently something completely different. All right, Iggy Starr says, I hang my head in shame for my love of Catwoman. By the looks of the votes, it will be reviewed next week. And perhaps you guys can talk some sense into me. When it first came out on cable, I watched it with my daughter. It's cheesy. Hallie's acting is horrible. The story and villain ridiculous and Catwoman's outfit is only fit for a stripper pole. But instead of us disliking the movie, we enjoyed every moment. Now that was years ago. Recently, I wondered if we were going through some kitschy movie loving phase, but we watched it the other day from start to finish admitting to how bad it is, but still loving the damn thing. It's not so bad it's good. It's just bad. But I just can't help myself. Thanks for all those responses, guys. If you want to contact us, you can reach us at yeahitsthatbad.com. Okay, now it's time for the question of the week. In honor of Branchito Bandito's dedication to the movie Reign of Fire, and if it's on TV, he has no choice but to watch it.
1: Unerring lust for Reign of Fire. Okay,
0: all right, all right, all right. I, I, I'm pretty sure we all have these movies. What's a movie that, if it's on TV, you are going to stop whatever it is you're doing and you're going to watch it? We all have these movies. What's that for you? <laughs> I was going to say Reign of Fire. <laughs> For me,
1: it's probably Alien Resurrection.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, I
1: know. I, I, and, and I know a lot of people don't like that movie, and I can't watch it enough. Every time. I love it. <laughs> every time. I love every person in that movie. And I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right. I love I love the half-human, half-alien. Oh, it's so good. It gets sucked out the... It's <laughs> yeah. great. It's
0: great. I, okay, as for me, I have a couple. Like, Predator, that's on TV. We're watching it. Everybody loves that movie, though. Well, so what? This is... A, if it's on TV, you're watching it. All right, all right, all right. And my other one, if any of the Back to the Future trilogy is on TV... That's getting watched. Even the third one? I love them all. Even the third one? I give fives to all those movies. That's right. We'll we'll have a little battle uh, at at the end of this. What's your TV movie that must be watched whenever it's on? Leave a comment on this episode's page with your answer, and we'll read it on the show. Okay, now it's time to announce the winner of the listener's choice poll. And the winner
1: is... Congratulations, Joel. You have ESP. It's obviously Catwoman. Great. By an overwhelming demand.
0: It wasn't, was, even, wasn't even a, a, like a, a race. It, it was just, everyone went right for Apparently Catwoman. everybody yeah. thinks
1: it'll be ha- a hilarious episode. Yeah, just all right. rip it apart. All right, whatever. so
0: I've been trying to avoid that movie my entire life now. <laughs> Here I am running towards it. Okay, so tune in next week when we will be reviewing Catwoman. So if you've seen Catwoman, leave us a voicemail at 973-797-9324. Give us a call and leave us a little mini review and we'll play it on the show. Okay, uh, thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Those positive reviews really do help out the show. And please help us spread the word about the show by liking us on Facebook and talking about us on Twitter. And you can do both of those things from yeahitsthatbad.com. Once again, thanks for listening. <laughs> what the fuck What's what is wrong with you? <clears throat>
1: oh, I feel like I just inhaled anthrax. <laughs>